Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening, and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. Appreciate you spending some of your time with us. Tonight, we have Braden Paxson with us, and we were thrilled to meet your wife last week. She did such a great job and great spirit, and so appreciate you coming and sharing your story. Thank you. As we usually do, tell us a little bit about your history and background in the church. And well, I was I was born in the church, and uh, where were you born? I was born in Provo, Utah. However, I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. And so I was, you know, your traditional, you know, LDS. I was baptized when I was eight, and yeah. all, you family know. active parents. Yeah, family were active. active. My parents were active. Um, married in the temple? Were yes, they? they were married in the temple. Were they? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I went up throughout, you know, the different levels of the Aaronic Priesthood, a deacon, teacher, and... Uh, Priest, and, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> also an Eagle Scout. So oh, I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for you. So I was your, uh, you know, traditional, pretty much LDS through and through. Okay. And you seminary? You took seminary? Yes, yeah, so I, I, I graduated from seminary. It was early morning seminary. Oh, yeah. So uh, you couldn't get the release yeah. time during the day. So yeah. Yeah. At what time did that start? Uh, mine started at uh, actually five thirty. Ooh. So it, it, it was pretty. It was tough early. to get there. Yeah. Were you motivated? I mean, was that something you wanted to do? Did you feel pressure from your parents or? Um, I did I mean, have pressure a little honest, bit. Uh, it was mostly the the you know guilt trip mostly you know. You just knew that's where you were supposed knew to be. Knew you know, yeah. and uh, since I didn't have a driver's license at the time, I actually uh, um, ran to seminary every morning. Oh It's wow. about three miles away. So. Good exercise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you run for high school later on? I did. You? Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> I've done a little running anyway. So you. Uh, busy then in the church i mean you just is there any any question in your mind that it was true i mean you, you believed um, it was true i'm sure i did um really th- there was no question in my mind that it was true yeah. uh, most of it was you know pretty much based on my parents yeah. you know but even even up through even up through my youth there was really no question in my mind that it was yeah. true yeah it bore your testimony mm-hmm. did you yeah that was uh you know pretty much every fast and testimony meeting i was really? up there bearing my testimony yeah and so you finally you leave high school. You finally uh, decide to go on a mission. Uh, yeah, I did. I uh, I went to uh, South Africa, and uh, in fact, my first mission president used to be the governor of Utah. It was uh, Norm Bangader. He was the and, he was the mission president. Yeah. Oh, okay. How about so that? it was uh, 1998 to 2000. Okay. So and was that a good experience? It was. It was. A, it was a really good experience. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I spent pretty much my whole mission in black townships. So. Oh, a little different. But mm-hmm. it was after the priesthood had been restored. Yes, it was. So it was that was a different message yeah. you were able to give. Mm-hmm. When I went on my mission, the priesthood hadn't been uh, restored yet. I went to Denmark, mm-hmm. so that was pretty much a white country. Mm-hmm. But uh, So did you, I, I've asked this before, and I know it sounds a leading question, mm-hmm. but did you feel like you were preaching 
the Church of Jesus Christ, the Church, the Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith, Jesus, what were you preaching there? Well, um, the big thing, the big issue that I had was um, um, I kind of felt a little bit almost like a used car salesman because, uh, you know, when we get to the third discussion, it would talk about how they had to accept that this was the one and only true church on the face of the whole earth. And I had a hard time teaching them that because in my mind, I was like, well, I don't even know really in the back of my mind if I really believed it was the only church, only true really? church. Yeah. You had, so now the first two lessons, what were they about? The first two lessons were about um, the nature of, of God. and oh, it was. And, uh, and then it was. And the Joseph Smith yeah, story. And the Joseph Smith that? story. That was in the first discussion. Okay. okay. And, and then it, would, it moved on to the, uh, to the second and third discussion where it moved on to the, uh, to the church itself. And, uh, and then, of course, the church being the, uh, you know, the only true church. And so that, that was the biggest thing I had a hard time with. <laughs> when do you bring the Book of Mormon in? Or when were you in back in 98, 2000? Uh, the Book of Mormon was, uh, 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 traditionally, it was brought in um, around the second discussion. Oh, really? The first was pretty much the nature of God and then the Joseph Smith story. And then you moved into the Book of Mormon. So you didn't hand the out the Book of Mormon in the first first lesson all, all um it depended it we were always t we were always told to you know how we you know the the spirit or operate how we by felt, the spirit know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, usually it was uh, um it was at least by the second discussion okay so somewhere in there Very fascinating yeah. so you come back and you what happens in life then well i i came back to my mission and uh i guess the first calling i had back to my mission was a young single adult representative okay in the ward and and so i kind of got into the young single adult institute scene yeah when i got back and oh, i was uh, this is when you did the crashing of the prayer circle or um, something. not that, that was actually a little that's actually a little, a little bit, bit later, later. Okay. that was when i started that's actually when i started going to school up there i was still living in vernal with my parents oh okay and so i would uh, uh i had got a job working for um he actually was my young men's president at the time driving a propane truck mm. And so I'd go to institute, you know, and, and deliver propane during the day. Okay. So. <clears throat> All right. So you're, but you eventually do mm -hmm. meet Sharina, of course. I do. Eventually I, I went up there. I, uh, I realized that uh, I wanted to have more of a college type life. I, I felt a little bit like I was missing out on my on my college experience because all my other friends were going at BYU yeah. and so I decided to uh, to put in at uh, UVU and got yeah. accepted to UVU moved up there and uh, I actually uh, um, I actually didn't meet her until 2008 and this was back in 2001 oh my goodness so okay. it, it was a while <laughs> that uh, I kind of did the college thing okay and uh, but but still now back to the church no no question that the church is true and you're active in the church and uh, no not really any question whether it was true or not you yeah. know I I thought I really had a testimony you yeah. know my uh, you know my parents were you know devout and and so I really didn't really have a question at yeah. that time yeah this thing with the being the only true church didn't bother you later it was one in those years well, it was it was one of those things that was kind of um, it kind of bothered you, but as the church always tells you, you kind of, uh, you know, it was one of those things you put on the shelf. Get an answer you later. You know, you get an answer later. <laughs> In the millennium or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was my, always, what I thought, too. So, okay, so what, what happens next? Well, um, so, eventually, I, um, I, of course, um, 
I, I joined the military and I actually was I actually went to Iraq in in the beginning stages in in February of 2003. Oh boy, right after the so, towers went down. Yeah, right after down. the towers went down, we were one of the first units they activated. Wow. And uh, and and so I, you know, that was you know was quite the experience. I actually never our our uh, our chaplain was LDS and and I actually never went to a. Uh, church service when I was over there because yeah. all my friends were uh, you know well 80% of our, un our unit was LDS but most of them were inactive oh and uh, and so I kind of hung out with the maintenance section which uh -huh. was my section and so I didn't really uh, go to church much while I was over there it was after I came back from Iraq and uh, uh, came back in 2004 and then uh, a couple years later was when I met Sharina oh okay well did you feel I, I mean, I, I think you probably rationalized or felt like, well, this is just what what it was when mm -hmm. I was in Iraq. But you came back, and were you still active, or you became active again in mm -hmm. the church? And I did. I, I went back to my student apartment complex, and and you know started going to school again, and going to my student ward. I actually got called as the uh, as the ward financial clerk. Oh, okay. And so I had that calling for a while before yeah. I uh, ended up uh, meeting Sharina and yeah. and getting married. Okay, so you get married in the Portland Temple. Mm -hmm. Is that had that been a goal of yours? I guess to get married in the temple, and it had it. It always been a goal to you know to get married in the temple. I believed you know it yeah. was pretty much the only place. Right. That uh, you know, and and so I I had always been looking forward to it. Yeah. Now you'd been through the temple before as a as a mm -hmm. an elder before you went to on your yeah. mission, I guess, mm -hmm. and so you yeah. were you knew what to expect. Did you, she have any concerns or? thoughts when you went through the temple or um no she expressed to you uh, she she didn't really have any anything i know a lot of people they they you know they talk about you know being a little bit weird and i, I thought it was a little bit weird but uh, you know my my parents had been through the temple i was like well it must be uh it's true, <laughs> it must and be doing true it. you know so yeah. so you know it's kind of you know follow after everyone else yeah i know that feeling it's interesting so uh so what happens? You you married then in two thousand eight, did mm -hmm. you say? Yeah, but in January okay. of two thousand eight we got married. Okay, and then so what happens in life? You're just busy in the church, I guess. Well, we uh, you know I was pretty busy in the church. Um, I started. I actually got a full time job out at uh, the aviation facility that I was in, working as a civilian. Okay. For the guard, and so I was working out in West Jordan, and uh, and that was when, uh, of course. Uh, when my wife was mentioning the first word we got into um, over there was when we first, uh, my wife mentioned that she had uh, a hard time getting to church at the time. Oh yeah. And, right. and I was continually away on annual training. We were preparing again to be deployed. Hmm. And, uh, and so, uh, and, and so the ward just kind of, that we were in at the time, just kind of turned away from us. You know, and just kind of, uh, no one would, they were really nice in the beginning and then they just kind of you know. Do you think there's just a, a feeling of, well, they're there and if they need us, they'll come and get us? Mm -hmm. Or do you, what, I mean, she probably had visiting teachers or you yeah. had home teachers and stuff. And Well, um, that is, is kind of the feeling I kind of got at the time. Um, uh, we, of course, we were assigned visiting teachers and home teachers, but we were never visited. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> and so I know they seek for a hundred percent, and so they, they, uh, and and so they were always really nice to us until you know until we you know we can't make it to church you know, and you can, and and then it kind of seems like they uh, 
kind of turned the other way and that's what she was me mentioning yeah. you know uh, interesting so. I, I I mean I can see where there are people that I I didn't visit or I wasn't aware of I don't mean as a bishop or anything but I just mean as a ward member and you'd probably let you think oh I should probably say call them or say hi but you just don't mm -hmm. I don't know you're just in your own little circle yeah. of, of life and and things get busy or hectic. Well, so what happens to kind of make you start looking at it a little differently at the church in terms of doctrine and stuff? Well, um, it, that was uh, kind of um, uh, happened, uh, I think, that going to UVU kind of uh, started that whole process. The first the first, first thing that started it was when I would write my English papers, you'd always, um, uh, you know, look at both sides of the issue because you wanted to be credible. And in my philosophy classes, you'd also talk about, you know, um, you know, truth, morals, what is it? Yeah. And then I kind of, it, I kind of opened me up to, you know, people are pretty much they get in the church, they're one-sided, and this is the way it is. So that kind of started it. And then she, uh, uh, my wife mentioned that uh, um, uh, I was taking a general ed class, a uh, oh, art history art class. class. That's right. And and we were going through um, Egyptian. Uh, the Egyptian period and they went through the uh, funerary text and you know the the funer funerary script and I looked at that and and I was like wait a minute that's you know that's the same as the uh, you know as the the facsimile in the book yeah. of Abraham yeah <laughs> had you heard or were you aware of the the church had the papyri um, Did you I, know that? I had always been aware of it, but I had never, I had never looked into it, and I had never, I just assumed that well, they had it, and 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 you know, I just assumed it all matched. You know, I never checked. Well, it. I guess, I mean, I wasn't aware of it. I was actually on my mission in 1967 when it came out, but I was not aware of it. And the church never talks about it, and it never publicizes it because it doesn't mm -hmm. have anything to do with Abraham, right? Yeah, it it, it doesn't actually. Um, <laughs> I looked at the the interpretation that the Egyptologists gave of it, which was the exact same as I learned in art history, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's totally different, and the translations totally, you know, didn't match, and 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 the church was coming out with the essays too, and so I was like, well, if that doesn't match, what else doesn't match? <laughs> you know, that's an interesting, that's a logical step, and I appreciate your critical thinking, but for some reason, a lot of people don't think this. Yeah. They don't think critically, do they? No, they, they. A lot of people they don't, and 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 I, I have to credit that back to being in school because they're always teaching you to to think critically. Yeah. You, you look at a book and you're doing a research paper on it, and you, just because someone wrote it and it looks credible doesn't mean it is. Yeah, you have to look and, at you know, both sides. You have to look at both sides of the issue, and yeah. and so that opened my mind, and that's what allowed me to look critically at even our own religion. And once you start looking, it, it yeah. gets a little... <laughs> so what happens next? Well, I... Uh, Did you share this with Sharina? I guess I didn't know. Well, I hadn't... I uh, that, at the time, I hadn't I hadn't shared that with Sharina. About the papyri. I, about the papyri. I, you know, it, it started me looking. Yeah. And I really didn't share anything with her because I didn't want her to, uh, you know. And I, I didn't have any... You know, we like she had mentioned, we had talked with her sister who had left the church. And I... And until she had... It vocalized to me that she was having some questions. I really didn't say anything. Why? I did the same thing. You're, you're just, we're just like the same, we just did the same thing. I, I'm a, I was afraid to influence her or something. What Were you afraid to shake her faith? Or I mean, I didn't even talk to people in my ward. 
you know I, I just was afraid anyway so eventually you do share with each mm -hmm. other and then what and she's surprised you're looking and you're surprised yeah. she's looking and well she uh, yeah she I, I, I shared with her a little bit what I had found and uh, and she wasn't uh, um, she uh, wondered about if I still believe the fundamentals and at the time I did sure. and uh, and but as it got deeper in I, I, I finally you know she told me to keep an open mind and you know and, and at least keep people on the same you know same so that we're together on the same sheet of music yeah and of course I started studying things and and it got actually you know quite a bit deeper than she was at and uh but i didn't i i'd heard so many stories and you know I, i'd been on you know john delin's website and yeah. i see so many stories of people that destroyed marriages and in my view my big view was that a religion just a belief like that shouldn't destroy marriages no i agree you know? yeah mm -hmm. so you don't want to take a chance of yeah. shaking up your your marriage mm -hmm. and so I guess it was a relief to find out she was at least thinking. Yeah, it, it, it was a big relief. Yeah, yeah. My my relief lasted a, or my angst lasted for six or eight weeks. But finally, my wife started looking. Well, did you ever talk to the bishop or state president or anybody about what you were finding? Um, I never did because I didn't believe um, in, in me. I considered myself an academic, and because I was, you know, I'm a year away from my bachelor's degree and most of the bishops and stuff don't know any more than I do in fact most of them uh, there are some bishops I remember John DeLynn putting out a, a question on Facebook and most bishops uh, didn't even know about the essays well I'm shocked at what <laughs> what I didn't you know. know you know it's just amazing what we don't know and we don't really care to know and we don't need to investigate because we already know what the truth is so we just yeah. don't think we just let the leaders do the thinking for us and we're just very happy with yeah. that and like you said and and everybody we've interviewed here says that they know much more about Mormonism now <laughs> than they did while they were a Mormon yeah Do you agree with that I, I I would I would agree with that wholeheartedly yeah. <laughs> you know you'd hear I would hear some weird things here and there you know yeah but I'd never heard you know I I'd never heard about you know the multiple vision accounts i'd never uh, i didn't know about that you know I, I i never heard about you know you know the peep stone and so on and so forth yeah. and uh, and most most uh, you know chapel mormons i guess as they uh, uh as, as they call them uh most of them have no clue no. about any of that right. you know so what does jesus how, how does jesus uh, how is jesus different to me uh jesus is um you know, they, in the LDS, they always talk about he was, you know, you know, Satan's brother, you know, and yeah. uh, our older brother, our older brother, <laughs> yeah. and uh, <clears throat> I view him more as the person that uh, um, I have like a, a personal relationship with him now more than I ever did. You know, in the church, they they talk about the, uh, you know, the, they go into the Bible. It's only a verse here or there. Yeah. And 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 once once I was saved. Uh, the Bible had a whole new meaning, and I had a whole different relationship with Jesus than I did with the LDS. You know, it's more like he's part of you now. Are you are you just amazed that this has happened to you? I mean, ten years ago, could you have even thought that this would could happen? Uh, no, you know, no. ten years I would have never even thought about that. I heard about people leaving, you know, and it was yeah. a common response. I always thought, well, someone offended them, or they're sinning and they can't get up. Yeah, they're sinning, you know. And I found out that, uh, you know, through my studying, 
most people have gone through such an extensive studying time yeah you know and and, uh, and because they don't want to just give up their faith just like that no it's you know? not it's, we don't doing it this on a whim we actually did look and mm -hmm. study and and so the bible as you've already said is just totally different for you i guess mm -hmm. is it yes it is I mean, it's, it's you used to read these passages that we as missionaries we used a few bible passages but never in context yeah ne never in context you're always putting in like you're always putting in lds stuff so it appeared like the bible was you know prophesying of the book of mormon or yeah. you know and and today you look at that and i'm like i can't believe how i was even teaching that you know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it is. And then scriptures that you probably read when you read through the New Testament, now they're there and who put them in there? You know, yeah. I, they, they weren't there when I was a Mormon mm -hmm. type thing, you know? Yeah, I, I remember um, we were reading one day with my wife and studying the, the Bible uh, one night before we went to bed. And, uh, and, and she read a scripture and she's like i don't remember that so she goes to get her triple combination from lds to check it out check it out it says the same exact same words you know nothing was different but it was your understanding yeah. that once the lds uh you know blinders come off you understand it a whole different yeah you actually you know. said that you read the you'd read the bible in with lds lenses uh -huh. yeah and once those come off mm -hmm. and you start seeing so grace what does grace mean well, to me, uh, grace is is a whole different meaning. Uh, you know, the the church tries to to tell people that oh, we're saved by grace, but only after all we can do. But yeah. to me, that just negated. They cancel each other out. You just that you means know, it's no grace. Right? You mean there's no grace there? Yeah. And and it's either grace or when once you put in your works, you're not being saved by grace. Yeah. Can you put in words what this? <coughs> excuse me. What this all really means to you now? Well, it means that uh, um, uh, once, you know, accepting Jesus Christ and him becoming part of me, um, you know, people try to always say, well, you, that's just an excuse to sin, you yeah. know, and, and what it really is, is you become a changed man. And, and, and from within from right. within yeah. and and so so you you want to do you know those good works it's never you know a requirement for your salvation in fact in the Bible if you ever read whenever it talks about in a saving sense of the word it says we're not saved by our own works or you know our own righteousness and <laughs> and and you know a lot of that to me means so much more to realize you know the love that Jesus Christ has <coughs> excuse me had a bit of a cold but don't you feel a freedom mm -hmm. and a burden lifted off your shoulders i do there, there's <laughs> there's there's a big burden you know in the lds they talk about you know we need to strive for perfection and and there's always the big thing about uh, about you know messing up or, or and, and so we're always stressed out about oh no am i going to you know mess up or do this now have i done enough you know have i done enough <laughs> um you know, uh, my dad uh, uh, passed away uh, a few years back, and uh, I was reading his journals, and, and a common theme is that he, you know, he was like, well, you know, he's, you know, not faithful enough, or, you he know. He said that in yeah. his journal. And, 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 and it, 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 it's, it's kind of sad, short, be, yeah. always falling short, because he, he was the most faithful I've ever, faithful man I've ever known. And, and, and that's a, a recurring theme with a lot of LDS. And with me, I know that you know I've accepted uh, you know Christ and and his and I've made clean through his blood and that's such a freedom I mean the the 
peace that we have mm -hmm. with that. We don't judge now. The mm -hmm. pride is gone. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned your dad passing, and my, of course, folks have passed away by now, but don't you wish we could share with them? Mm -hmm. And I have a hope that God is gracious, which I know He is, and loving. Mm -hmm. And I know your dad probably lived his good life just because mm -hmm. he was raised in the church, right? Well, or my was dad he was, he was, he was a convert from Lutheran. And, uh, but I mean, he, he thought he was faithful. Yeah, he, he was trying. Mm -hmm. He was striving, and a good man, mm -hmm. right? Yes, he was. He was. He was. He was very good. I. I. Uh, you know, I. I miss him a lot. And there's times when I wish I could go back and I could talk to him about this because, of anyone, <laughs> he was one that uh, was open to you know to finding the truth. Yeah. And and I just wish I could share that with him now. You know, I guess I have to wait great. until after. Yeah. Hopefully, you <laughs> yeah. get a chance to do that. Well, is there anything you'd like to say to the LDS people? Well, um, <coughs> I think that uh, uh, to those who are LDS, they need to, you know, to to look, uh, you know, at at their own religion and 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 have the courage to look at the the other angles because you're so. For myself, I was so limited, being so. Uh, you know, so one-sided. It, it was always the, uh, you know, appeal to emotion or to faith, you know. You need to have the warm fuzzy, you know, or or, or pray. And uh, and it's, you know, people try to put it under the frame when you leave, leave the church that you're going to be in darkness, yeah. you know. And, and, and but you have, you're closer to God now you, than ever before. You are. It, and I've seen that with, like, ev everyone pretty much, you know. My, my uh, sister-in-law, you know, I looked at her and I'm like, well, how come she's so close to God now? <laughs> and uh, and and that's 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 the biggest thing you know that I'd like to say is that uh, is that there's there's such a big change and such a freedom. Yeah. Well, now that you two are together, we've only got a minute left. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself talking more about the Bible and Jesus than you ever did as a Mormon? <laughs> I do. I mean, I mean, like our scripture study was like it was. We miss it most of the time. Now you just want to feast on the Word. We. I go to Bible. You know, I go to Bible study every Wednesday, and yeah. as you know, for church, if I had to do another, you know, another hour of church, I'd be like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and, and we and you never talk about it. Mm -hmm. My wife and I never really talked about Jesus mm -hmm. and the Bible or anything, mm -hmm. and now we can't not talk about it. It's just amazing. Well, Braden, the time's gone, and I apologize so much for coughing. It's been a little bit hanging on for the last couple of days, but I've sure enjoyed your sweet spirit and uh, wish you the best in your life. And I know this has only been a few months for you, but once your eyes are open, they're open, right? They are. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on The Ex-Mormon Files. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.